Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast, everybody. We are so excited. Uh, Last week, we went through episodes five and six um, discussing regrets and disciplines and why we have regrets. And um, in the Christian life, we have many regrets. Lots of regrets. Yep. And And little discipline most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Which is very true. And so how how we actually look at those regrets in the light of, okay, I'm going to create disciplines you know, and not more. Yeah, and you were saying most of the response we've gotten, probably most of the response we've gotten on the podcast so far was on last week's episode. Yeah. Because I think it was incredibly helpful. Yeah. I mean, it's helpful for me to talk through it, period. And I know like when we were, when you and I were talking off air about it, you know, it was helpful to to both of us to think through how, you know, how we don't continue to pile on more and more regrets, right? Just, Just some changing into personal discipline allows some of those regrets to go away. Or we end up making new ones because we're sinful people, but then that process of discipline allows us to kind of deal with those new regrets going forward. The, the the life the life of a human being is going to be full of regrets. The life of a Christian is going to be full of regrets. Right? Yeah. It's just it's just a matter of whether we step into, and I think that's kind of what we're doing with these episodes right now. We step into no, I'm a disciple of Jesus, which means I'm disciplined, and so I take action steps to avoid or correct those regrets with the power of Jesus. And so if we have the power of Jesus, which we do if we're a Christ follower, then we have some power to attack those regrets so they don't continue to happen, right? So that's kind of the goal. That's kind of the thought, the big thought. Yeah. So if you missed it, go back and check it out. Go it hasn't gone actually, anywhere. It's there. I went back and listened to it because I was like, there was a lot of things. It's usually when you do stuff like this, you don't remember, I guess when we record stuff, I do not yeah, remember yeah. half the stuff we actually say because you're so focused on we're just talking sometimes so other stuff. stuff. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had to go back and listen to myself and there was a lot of things that there was good recaps, really, really good recaps For sure. that were said. So if you haven't listened to that, please go listen to that. Share it with somebody. Um, if, uh, you know, someone that's dealing with regret in their life, share it with them. Yeah, we share hope it, that please. it actually, you know, helps them. We're not doing walk. this not to, you know, just to do it. Right. So we, we won't benefit out of it. It's a, for us, it's really a discipline, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good tie. It's really a discipline. It's. It is us saying no. We're going to be disciplined about doing this because it's content that can help people, and yeah. so we're going to we want to help disciple. That's the whole point. And so for us, yeah. it's a discipline to do it. So we're not just doing it just to talk, right? I mean, it, it really, believe me, it's not that fun behind the scenes. So uh, no, <laughs> not at all. We we no. try to make it fun by making some jokes and stuff, but it's a stressful process. It's it's something extra. It requires a lot of work, and so it's a discipline for us to do it. So please, please share it. And, sure. you know, comment on it or whatever. And, you know, you never know when what it'll do in somebody's life. So, so anyway. Well, after a long recap, we're getting into today's episode, which is we're going to be talking about. Um, is this number seven? It's number seven. Oh, okay. Which is really seven. weird. Right. I never thought we'd get past the first recording yeah, number neither. one. Me neither. Um, we're going to be talking about what is urgent in our lives and what is important. And our tendency is we, me and Adam have been talking about this. Um, off the podcast a lot is our tendency is to lean way more into the urgency of things instead of being actually disciplined in the importance. Right. Of, I should be focusing on the important things and not 
necessarily these urgent things that don't. Yeah, and this is a this is a build. This builds on that topic from last week. You know, like where most of our regrets lie is when we do not focus on things that are important. And so when we look at both of these together, we're not focused on things that are important. We end up, you know, end up having regrets. And so the idea for us was let's let's keep going on this this journey a little further and talk about the idea of urgency and urgent things that are in our lives versus a focus, an intentional focus, a disciplined focus on the intentional, the important stuff, you know, and so be able to do that. So, you know, when you start to think about urgent stuff, you realize that there are so many urgent things that are in your life. And there's a, there's a saying that's gone around a whole lot, and it's, it's said in different little iterations. And so I, of course, did not create this. Most of what I say I have not created. I've stolen it from someone or from the Lord. And so um, it says, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy doing things that really don't matter. The, the, uh, the, the main one you probably heard is if Satan can't, Satan can't make you bad, if the enemy can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. But he's going to make you busy doing the things that don't matter, the things that are not that important, the things that are not that significant in your life, because it distracts you. And so one of the tools of the enemy in our lives as Christ followers is distraction. And so that's a that's a great tool he has to be able to distract from us. And so the idea that stuff comes into our life that is not that important, but it ends up taking up all our time is a big deal. And those are those things that we would call urgent. You know, those are urgent things. And so we all kind of have the ability in our lives to pick what we're going to fool with, right? I mean, another way to say that is, is you have, you have time for what you want to have time for. And so there has to be, there must be disciplined intentionality towards what's going to get my focus, because otherwise you're just going to get distracted by a bunch of stuff that seems urgent. And there's got to be a distinction in our lives between what's urgent and what's important, because what is urgent is not always important. Matter of fact, I actually think in my own personal life that what's urgent is really not usually ever really important. Like there's going to be some things that just come up and you have to take care of them. They're there, they're urgent, they're in your face. But most of those are not that important. There has to be a distinction, you know, between what's urgent and what's important, because otherwise everything that appears urgent um, is always going to, you're going to think that it's the most important thing, but it really distracts you from those important things. You know, like if I have to discipline my child, that's an urgent thing. It, if I spend all my time just focusing on discipline that child and I don't get to, what's the more important piece of raising them, of, of showing them the godly example and all those pieces that then keep us from having to discipline over the same stuff over and over again. The other analogy we used several weeks ago was, you know, if you're uh, getting your oil changed in your car is an important thing you have to do. Fixing it because it broke because you didn't change the oil in your car is urgent. And so there's two different things. And so if you focus on the urgent, um, I think we had a, a quote for this from Seth Godin. Seth Godin's a leadership guru. You can read all his stuff. He's probably got a podcast too because he's awesome. He says all kinds of stuff. And one of the ways, one of the things he says is if you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. And so if you pick the important things to deal with, if those are priority in your life, the important stuff, you won't deal with as much as it's, that's urgent because by dealing with the important stuff, you are shrinking the urgent, like the, the analogy of me disciplining my kids. If we're focused on the important of those things, that means that it doesn't going to happen. It's not like you're not going to. I mean, we using that analogy of kids is a perfect example, right? 
just because you do everything perfect as a parent, which you don't, but just to say you did, it does not mean that there's not going to be need for discipline and they're not going to do something wrong. So there's going to be some urgent things that are going to pop up. But what Seth is saying is, is if you focus on those important things, then there will be less urgent ones, especially over the course of time. And so if we're disciplined in, we'll get more to this in the next episode. If we're disciplined in the important, then over time, there are less urgent things to deal with. But the opposite of what he says is completely true. If you only focus on the urgent, then you won't you won't focus on the important at all. And the reason is, is you won't have time to. It's usually not out of a want to. Like when we're talking about urgent and important items in our life, things in our life, we're not we're not, not doing the important ones because we don't want to. We want to. We're just not disciplined enough to make them priority. And so then we only have kind of time to start fooling with all the problems, right? And when we talk about urgent stuff, most of the time we're talking about things that are problems. When we talk about important things, we're talking about things that have potential, that are crucial, that are imperative to who we are, what we believe, where we're going in the future, and that kind of stuff. Urgent's always tied to present, in-the-moment issues. Important is always tied to overarching themes or things that are tied to the future. You know, important's always tied to where you want to go. Urgent's always tied to where you're at right now. And, and you know, several of my mentors that are poured into my life have always pointed out that you are perfectly poised to get the results that you're getting by what you're doing right now at this moment. And so if you want to go somewhere different, you have to do something different. The way we say that in the church, when we talk about reaching people, evangelism, that kind of thing, is we say, if you want to reach the people nobody's reaching, you got to do the stuff that nobody's doing. And so if you want to, if you want to get somewhere in your life, if you want to go somewhere, if you feel like there's something that's important and there's a, there's a journey, there's a spot I want to get to, then I have to do things that are taking me there, not just dealing with the problems that are in front of us today. And, and it's hard to do that. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of urgency that pops up into our laps that distracts us from those things. You know, like if I'm, if I'm, you know, this is the messy walk podcast. If you didn't hear us say that at the beginning, <laughs> this is messy walk podcast. That's like a, it's like a, a little plug, even though we don't need to plug it because you're on yeah. here. But anyway, you're already here. Um, the, the, what we're going to do on the podcast is I'm going to tell you my struggles with these things. And so, um, my, and I, I mentioned this, I think on the first couple of episodes when we're kind of talking through my story. Um, one of my sinfulness pieces is that I am a perfectionist. And so I want everything to be perfect all the time. And that perfectionism really gets in the way with, you know, knowing that some things are just going to be what they are because I need to focus on the long term and the important because that perfectionism is going to make me want to focus on every little detail, which means I'm going to lean into naturally the more urgent because those are right in front of our face. And I don't want to have those issues. I don't want to have those problems. I don't want to fail. The bad part of what I've seen in my life and where my life has been very messy in this is if I focus so much on making the things of today um, work right and be perfect, I have this false idea that I'm succeeding, but I'm really not. That's the distraction trick of the devil. You have this false idea that all these fires that popped up today, you knocked them out, and so you're good, and you've won, and you're successful, when really... I'm failing long term at what's really important to me, you know, by and so so I almost get clouded by 
these daily success pieces that feel like you're accomplishing something when really it's the long haul. And so the, the important things, you can't check them off like you can the urgent things. The urgent things, you can go, all right, there's a fire, put the fire out, checked off the list. The important stuff requires us to address them and deal with them every single day. They become priority because they're not something that's just going to be completed in one little afternoon session, right? So, you know, to me, a a great leadership lesson is in in any area. When I say leadership lessons, I just want to clarify on the podcast because I think a lot of times when we say leadership, a lot of people start to check out because they don't see themselves in a leadership role. I think that almost everybody is in some sort of leadership role. We know this from the scripture, at least, because if you are a Christ follower, then you are leading your own walk. You know, like I just said this to you the other day, Graham. One of the things I hate as a pastor is don't be coming at me with a I need to be fed statement, right? Because if you're a Christ follower, I believe that you're you're grown. And so once you pick up a fork and feed yourself, right? So you're at, at the very least, you're leading you. But I think that everybody is in a position of some sort that they're probably leading someone someone else as well. And so if you are, let's just say you're a stay-at-home mom and you don't work in the workplace, and so when we say leader, you end up not thinking that that's you. Well, that's not true. You're leading children. You're leading a family. You're leading a home. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of other places and people that you're going to be in a leadership role in somewhere or another. And most leadership is not official leadership. Like Most leadership is not driven by the officialness of you have this title and this position, right? Leadership's not not based on title and position at all. Positional leadership doesn't do anything. Influential leadership's where it's at. And so when I say, you know, from a leadership perspective, I don't want people to hear that and just immediately check out because I think everybody's in that kind of leadership mode. And so, you know, from a leadership perspective, and I think this is applied really well, and everybody's heard this phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, That's all that is. All that phrase is talking about is urgency. It's talking about things in our life that are urgent. And so what that means is is there's there's grease to go around, right, that you can attend to all the pieces and everyone that's important and everything that's important. But the one that seems the most urgent is the one that gets the grease. The problem is, is that you have to address those urgent pieces. Like the squeaky wheel needs grease, but that does not negate the fact that the other three wheels need grease, too. Or the other four wheels or whatever you're driving. I was thinking car, right? Maybe you're driving a an 18-wheeler. All the other 17 wheels need <laughs> grease, right? Um, or maybe you're driving a motorcycle. The other wheel needs some grease too. But re- regardless, if you just focus on the squeaky wheels in our lives, then we ignore all the other pieces. And then there's a greater problem. And so from a leadership perspective, you have to be put intentionally putting time into the other pieces, the other people, the other parts to your life that are important not just attending to the squeaky wheel. And I think that then we'll go into this more next episode, you know, and these kind of, these episodes just kind of blend anyway, right? Because you can't just talk about the bad without talking about the good at the same time. And so they just kind of blend or you can't talk about the problem without talking about part of the solution. Yeah. And I think that's the same way with Jesus is, you know, when, when the message of Jesus is there is a problem and there's a solution. And all those things are mixed together, right? And yep. so, you know, there is an issue with us. There's an issue with humans. There's a sinful problem. And in Jesus Christ, there's an ultimate solution. And so we're constantly in our lives back and bouncing back and forth between problem and solution. So it's not some clear-cut episode of here's the problem. The next one's going to be the solution. But that's kind of what we're doing is we're bouncing back and forth. And so 
we'll get into it a little bit more about how to solve this issue, but that's what God's constantly doing with us is he is constantly working in us to deal with this idea that all the wheels need grease, that that urgent can't just be that there'd have to be some tent poles in your life, some important things that you're constantly attending to. And they don't get pushed to the side just because there's a squeaky wheel. Yeah. And you know, they, they don't get, you don't just get a pass. Um, you know, Hey dad, that's listening to this. You just don't, you don't get a pass on raising your children and being a godly husband because you got to go to work. You know, if, if you need more money and the bills are due and it's a crisis kind of situation, of course you've got to step up and go to work. But that doesn't mean you get a pass on all the more important things that are there. And that's where in my life, and I probably got away from this when I got off on that tangent about leadership and uh, being fed and feeding yourself. But anyway. That's a bonus. That's it's a bonus, a bonus extra, life. right? Yeah, y'all can have that. In my life, that's, that's, that's a monster regret that needs to be attacked by discipline. And it has been a big problem coming so, out of that perfectionism thing. But it's been a big problem of – not focusing on the important and spending too much time on crap that's just urgent. So when you say that, do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it this way. Yeah. W- would you say, because maybe you tell this yourself, because I, I tell myself things all the time, but then I go back and I'm like, that's not true. It's like, well, because I've worked so much, I deserve to, when I come home, I just want to spend time by myself and you know I'll get to them when I can. Is that kind of the mind? Because I've had moments like that too. Like, man, today's been really long. There's these things I need to do. But I get a pass because I'm tired, or my body aches. I get a pass. Yeah, and, and I'm what, like these things, and like I can think of things right now. Like, man, I need to go get these things done. That's not an excuse. No, and if my you body's could, just tired, and take that take that moment right now. And anybody else who's just hearing that, take the emotion out of it. What you just said was what got my focus today. Were these things that had to get done? What I'm choosing intentionally not to focus on are the things that I know are more important. And so I'm, I'm picking. I'm, I'm, I have time for what I make time for, and I'm picking to spend my time focused on the things that just come up, the things that have to be done. And it's always going to be stuff like that, but it doesn't, it doesn't negate your responsibility for the things that are more future-focused and are, are more of where you want to be in your life long term. You know, I mean – what is what is that stuff that's crucially important to you? And to me, and this can lead us into the next episode, to me that's the that's the big question. The most defining question of every day is the choice to deal with what's important in my life over what's urgent. Yeah, that's the that's the most defining question of every day. I've I've got to deal with most defining decision, I should say, is I've got to deal with what's what's important What's going to take me forward? What's crucial to who I am as a person and who I want to become in Christ? What's crucial to Jesus is I've got to decide that I'm going to deal with that more than I'm going to deal with what's urgent. And I'm not going to back table, back burner the things that are important just because there's a bunch of squeaky wheels. And it's so, so difficult because what's happening with us is there, there's, a, there's something that's kind of going on in our souls where – we know what's important, but we haven't articulated it to a level where it takes priority. We haven't put it, put things in place. This is what we'll get to in the next episode. We haven't put things in place. And so the big question is not whether you deal with urgent stuff. You do. The big question is not whether there are things in your life that you deem are important and they're more important than urgent stuff. There is. And I think most people know those. 
the thing is, is you've got to ask yourself the question like right now at this moment, don't get, don't give me 14 answers for this question. It doesn't do any good. You'll just be overwhelmed by the fact that there's so many things that are not right and not working. And so it'll just give you even more fuel to focus on just the day-to-day stuff instead of the long-term. But the big question is, what's the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing? You know, what's, what's that thing that you're distracted from pursuing right now? What's that main thing? If you're a Christ follower, maybe that main thing is, is I'm distracted from pursuing personal time alone with God. A little spoiler alert, that's going to be the key long-term when we start talking about actual important stuff in our life. When we start looking at what Jesus says is important, that's going to be extremely key. But maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, you spend so much time doing things for your children that you've actually not enjoyed your children. You know, maybe, maybe you spend so much time having your life revolve around your kids that you've neglected your marriage. This happens all the time where the urgency of kids stuff, if we're talking to anybody with family or kids or anybody's going to have them in the future and the vast majority of people end up having children. So this probably works out well when we say it, but. You, you spend so much time doing the little things that pop up with children, which happens constantly. Boo-boos, school projects, I forgot this. I mean, just there's a million things that you end up neglecting your marriage. And guess what? The issues with the children are urgent. Most of those are not that important. Your kids are being raised to leave. You're raising your children to leave. Here's, a, here's, a, here's another nugget right here. You're raising your children to leave your home and to prosper as adults. When they leave, guess who's still there? The marriage is intended to continue forever on in that home. And so if you focus, spend all your time and energy focused on all these little things of taking care of your children and the urgency of those pieces that come up and you neglect your marriage, you've picked the urgency of those pieces over time in your marriage. It doesn't mean that you won't deal with those things with your kids. I mean, who's going to look at their kids when they come home and they got a bloody knee and you go, can't deal with that right now. That's urgent. I'm working on what's important. I mean, no, it's not the case. You're going to deal with those, but there has to be intentionality in knowing here's what's important in my life. And there are certain things that are distracting me from that. And so I have to make it a priority. So many parts of our walk with Jesus are about priorities. Um, and I think where our walks get messy, where we struggle, where it ends up being much more of a curvy line than a straight line is because we have lacked correct biblical priorities. And all of this ties into that. Everything about that we're talking about ties into priorities, you know, important versus urgent. Would you say at the same time with that, uh, you know, that analogy or whatever you want to call it, yeah. that you could prioritize your wife over your kids and later in life, your kids now is asking for so much help and you yeah. as the parent haven't invested that much and now you're having to deal with yeah same thing the opposite way right because you could you know we're going to have date night every single night well now you've taken the urgency of spending time with your spouse and made that the key thing right instead of actually raising your children so there's a there there's a there has to be a process at which you're constantly evaluating i think the holy spirit's doing this in our life he's constantly pushing into us what are you distracted from pursuing right now that's the most important thing at this moment right that that needs attention that's important in your life, right? So it can it can be any myriad of things, and so they they absolutely can flip flop. Sure, they can absolutely flip flop. Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's you know, yeah, it, it is it's part of the human condition. There's a there's a reason that we have a sinful human condition. 
Uh, and, and you see these things come out in so many ways that we don't need to talk about, right? Yeah. When we talk about sin, we almost always point to a specific act. When we, when we talk about sin, we tend to point to specific things, you know, and, and everybody's got a whole list of things that we can name for that, like cursing, getting drunk, right? Sexual related sin. I mean, we can point out this whole list, lying, stealing, cheating. You know, we can go down the, the we can go down the Ten Commandment list. But sin is so much deeper in our lives than that. And where it's mostly bubbling up is a lack of prioritization, right? A, a lack of making uh, the important things important and they get attention and time because they're important. You know, that's that that's a crucial piece that I think we ignore. And that's where you can really see our sinfulness. If you can pull away from the emotion of, oh my gosh, all the stuff's around me has got to get done. You know, if that's if that's your if that's your mode of operating every single day, oh my gosh, all this stuff's got to get done. Then you're going to get a bunch of stuff done, and then 10, 15, 20 years later, five years later, you're going to wake up in the job or the calling or the family, and you're going to go, "We missed the most important stuff. We ignored the most important thing." That's a scary thought. It is, and it, and it's real. You know, yeah. I've been in ministry for twenty plus years. I have been married for 20 plus years. And as time goes along, you have more time to then that's passed. You have more time to then look back on chunks of time and go, you know, the first five years of the church, I was so focused on ABCD that I missed out on a key piece that needed to be developed. That's not, that's going to affect us way more long-term than what color the carpet is, you know, or any of those things that are happening. Right. And this is this this requires some discipline when it comes to people, um, especially if you are in any situation where you are leading, which I said earlier I think is everybody, or you're caring for other people's, which should be every person is caring for somebody in some way, even if it's just you, you know, loving and caring your coworkers or customers or anything like that. When you're caring for someone, a principle that has to be in place is is other people's emergency is not your emergency. You know, doesn't mean you don't care and it doesn't mean you don't act, but you don't act on it at the expense of the things that are important in your life that God's building in your life. Right. You know, so it, their emergency is not your emergency. So you do not have to drop everything that you're doing for somebody else's emergency at that moment. You could attend to it right then. Sometimes you could attend to it two hours later. Right. You could attend to it four hours later. I mean, I felt the problem. With this. I think everybody's felt this in the last I guess 15 years, maybe 10 more, I guess, maybe maybe more like 10 as uh, as we've been carrying around these supercomputers in our pocket, you know, called our cell phones. And uh, now they're smartphones, right? And they're smarter than us, I think. So at least they seem to be. And so we'll find ourselves um, staring at our phones when we're in the middle of dinner with somebody that we really love and care about. And so a, a, a noise beeps through on your phone and let's face it, most of the noises that beep through on your phone, they're not important. They're urgent, right? They're, they're, they pop up on you. And the setup for that's like that. So we, all of a sudden it beeps. So you, you're checking an email about nothing in the middle of dinner with your family. That's a lack of prioritization, right? That's where you start to see it happening. You start to see urgent is winning out. And it's almost this, this unspoken battle that's happening in my life that I don't even see 
because I haven't asked the question. I haven't paused long enough to let the Holy Spirit guide me and say, what is most important right now at this moment? What's most important in my life? What What is important that I am neglecting? And the Holy Spirit will let you know what you're neglecting. But you have to let him actually convince you to do something about it, to yeah. address that idea. So there's, there's, some, there's some key pieces to um, how to understand and know what's important how to understand and know what to do with it. There's some key pieces. And there's one humongous biblical principle we'll talk about next episode. Right? One huge one. Did I, did I, did I cliffhanger it enough, Grant? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge one. We're going to hit it up yes. real quick in a week on a Wednesday right here with you. For sure. Well, thanks, guys, for joining. Yeah, thank you so much. That's on the Messy Bar Podcast for Episode 7. Um, it, every time the number gets bigger, it's just more of a eye-opener to me. Like, we have made it. Yeah, yeah. Past six, we made yeah. it past seven. Made it past six, made it past seven. Yeah. And then maybe, hopefully, what's happened is is we have the same amount of followers that we have episodes. And so, yes. yeah, it might be happening. So there might be seven people listening on episode seven, and then we're hoping for, shooting for eight yes. coming up. So Hopefully not six. No, we don't want to, back yeah, we don't want to go backwards. Well, no. thank you guys for joining us. We'll thank you guys. Um, be, uh, like Adam said, we have some more stuff we want to get into biblically, how we actually – can deal with their urgent things in life and focus more on the important things So make sure to join us on the next episode. Yeah, and and I, let me just say for yeah. you wrap up, Graham, sorry to interrupt. I'm praying for you. You know, I, I really am. I, I stopped this past week and I felt God just saying, Hey, you need to pray for the people who listen to this. And going into this episode was one of the things I thought of. I was like, I want to pray for us to all have clarity over what's most important in our lives. Yeah. And then, and then know that if you're a Christian, you're sitting with the power of Jesus to do something about that. You can pursue those important things, even if it seems like you're drowning in urgency, because of the power of Jesus. And yeah. so we're we're praying for you. I want you to know that before we, before we wrap up. I also wanted to, let me just tack off that real quick. This is not a we got it right masterclass to do these steps. No. This is a application teaching. Absolutely. And it's not a perfection. And so I just want to kind of give that a reminder. I tend to fall into this idea like if I can do these steps I will get, you know, this result. Right. This is application. Yeah, and and this yeah. is you know everything that we've said so far and probably most of what we will, it's repeated application. Yes. Just constantly repeating the same stuff. You might have more yeah. victory in it and you might learn more and be more disciplined in it, but this we do not expect ourselves or anyone listening to figure out perfection or obtain perfection. Yeah, you got to remember, always remember that perfection doesn't happen until Jesus splits the sky. Exactly. And so it's not happening until then. Yep. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you all next week. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.